This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana, virtually. How are you doing? What's going on? It's, What's go how how is everything? How's the post Mykonos come down? Post Mykonos come down is fine. I've got a lot of shit to do. I'm getting married in a, in a <laughs> few months. So I'm, you know, I'm back into into the mode of uh, of doing things. But you, I, you know, I had some FOMO. You were in Chicago. It looked like the crowds were wild. Chicago like, was wild. Chicago was, was so much fun. Um, to everyone who came, thank you. I mean, without a doubt, we'll do another live you up in Chicago because the audience is there and ready and fun. And it was just such a great week. And I mean... It was like, uh, for me personally, like doing stand up, like just being able to like work on stuff. I know it seems like a, a big party, but like I got so many fun bits out of it and I'm ready to like be on the road with like a tight set for people to come watch and have fun with. I'm excited to see the refined yeah. full set. I was out there with the, the chisel and the hammer <laughs> just chipping away at jokes so it, it it was really very cool for me to like be, you know, it's weird because when I start, you start comedy, you start doing open mics and bars and your goals are like one joke and your goals are like five minutes set. And then it's like getting to a club in New York and then it's to, you know, go and host a show on the road. And then it felt like a true, uh, like I felt like a professional that week. If, if yeah. that makes any sense. And I mean, it's 11 sold out shows is like incredible. So insanity. Um, and I'm coming to more places this weekend. I'm in DC. Um, and then I'm going to be, I mean, we got a whole docket. I'm going to be in Vegas. Um, Ooh. I know I'm going to be. So right now it's DC, New York, Gotham comedy club. You got to come Jordana. Um, yeah. When is that? It's the 16th through the 18th. Of September? Of September, yeah. And then, so that's coming up. Shit. Um, yeah. Vegas, the 20th through the 26th. Um, Austin, Texas. Boston, Dallas, New Brunswick. And I just added Toledo, Ohio. Everyone's hot vacation place. The, the Mykonos of the Midwest. Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> so, <laughs> go to... That's right. If you want to yeah. come, um, jaredfree.com for tickets. The Gotham Comedy Club shows... Um, are almost sold. So in DC this weekend, I think there were like 30 tickets left or something like that. So come on out. I I'm ready. I'm I'm like I feel like I'm in, I'm like I'm at my fighting weight with with stand up. Like I really feel good about it. It's got some coronavirus stuff. It's got some like current events stuff. It's got some Britney Spears stuff that you and I have discussed behind closed doors. Yes. Um, <laughs> without uh, off podcast and probably only made for a stage. It's got some <laughs> dating. It's got some 
a lot of stories about my family. Everyone loves those videos of my mom. I talk about a lot. I do about 10 minutes on my mom. So, and my mom is your mom, hypothetically. Like, um, it's everyone's mom is the same. So, I think the if anyone... Ma- co- yeah. The full experience. Sounds it's like the you full really- experience. I'm excited. I'm going to come to that show in Gotham. Yes, um, I want all. I want all your notes and reviews to tell me if, if which parts made sense and which parts didn't. So, I will. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. Okay, well, go check out Jared. One of his shows. I'm going to be at one of his shows. Who knows? Maybe you'll see me there. Maybe we'll have Jordana pop on stage for a live Q and A. We'll take your questions in New York. We could do that. Oh, that would be nights. fun. Yeah, that would be okay. fun. So, um, and all, and yeah, and also. You up with benefits. That's the, you know, the subscription model, three bucks a month, get you two extra podcasts a month, as well as ad free episodes. And um, they come out a day earlier We're we're just all good stuff going on. And, and anything else going on at Betches? You know, again, check out. Um, and if you're a fan of the show, you want your own red flag or deal breaker game, um, head to shopbetches.com. We have a whole you up collection with some great stuff. If there's anything that you're like, you guys should make that. Let us know because we're always looking for fun merch ideas that you guys like. Yeah, I, I there's got to be a line or something that came out of the episode we just did with all the, all the quick social qu- media. Yeah, the social media yeah. ones. But we're gonna Probably. do a fall a fall quick hits. Yeah, and cuffing what season, you- baby. <laughs> I am a believer that cuffing season starts in December. Okay, sorry, it's too. That is co- <laughs> this is like your your Greek Orthodox um, yeah. Easter. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's it. Right? Goes to Mykonos once. (laughs) I'm just living in a different world, you know. It's it's the the Jewish Jewish Orthodox cuffing season. It starts a few months later than the irregular cuffing season. Listen, if you're cuffed uh, during Rosh Hashanah, you've cuffed too quick. (laughs) Especially this year. (laughs) Great. Okay, um, let's get into let's get into our show for the day. We're talking let's about um, physical attraction and how important that is in relationships. Okay. I can I, read the email. Go for it. Um, this is a tough one. I, I it is. Say. All right, dear J and J, I'm an avid listener and have shared this podcast with tons of friends who all now love it too. Our favorite kind of listener. We love it. I, I've always felt that I have a good handle on relationships, but now I'm finding myself in need of advice, a reality check, or both. Please help. I'm dating a guy who is great on paper, is educated, has a good job, is truly caring, always puts me first, spoils me with his time and attention, wants a future together. I know I'm beyond lucky to have someone like him in my life, and truthfully, he's been, my, been the best boyfriend I've ever had. Also, I'm closer to 30 than 20, so I can't ignore the fact that my biological clock is ticking. More like screaming. Um, and he would be, a, I don't know if 30 is screaming. Let's, yeah. re- let's relax. Um, and he would be a wonderful father and has expressed that he really wants to be a father. I really care about him and we get along really well. And we, uh, but we've been together less than a year. And the thing that is keeping me on the fence is that, and this is the first time I've ever said it outside my own head, I'm just not attracted to him. Ooh, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere he just felt a gut punch. Ew. You know, it, it's like a, it's like someone took a needle to, but- to, to, to a, um, a voodoo doll. Everything is incredible except for I'm repulsed by his image. Uh, I, I, I said that, not her. I said that. I added that into the email. She didn't say that. 
It sounded like it was from the email. No, it wasn't. I, I just, I paraphrased. Yeah. Um, so she, Everything's she says. Great. I puke every time I see him. Are you not feeling well again, honey? No, it's just your face. Uh. I'm just not attracted to him physically. And he's not ugly, nor is anything bad looking about him. He just doesn't do it for me. I've never gotten butterflies oh, when he, call, can, when he hold calls. Hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt, but just that line made my stomach churn a little bit. Like, that can you she's imagine? She's not attracted to him physically. He just doesn't do it for me. Like, ugh. Is that I, as I, insulting to men as it would be for a woman? I think that's insulting to everyone. Especially, I think it's more insulting when it's someone. I agree you, it's insulting to everyone, but I'm saying, yeah, is it more? Is it. As insulting as I mean to hear this as a woman would be like pretty devastating. But like, what is it? Do you think it's on par? I think it's on par. I think it's on par, especially for someone you have a long relationship and you're talking about having kids with. Right. I think it's I think it's different when it's like we had a one night stand. They just don't do it for me. Like if someone said that about me, like they're like, yeah, you, you know, I, he, he flopped all over me. He was gross. I'd, I could get over that. I could come back from that. But like it the person like your girlfriend who, of a year of a year, I'm like, oh, like I can't. How do I come back from that? You know? Right. Yeah. So she says he's not ugly, nor is he anything bad looking about him. He just doesn't do it for me. I've never gotten butterflies when he calls or when I'm about to see him. I don't have... And have never had head over heels or head in the clouds lovey-dovey feelings for him. The sex is good and we have decent chemistry, but I don't fantasize about him or get horny for him. I just get horny in general and then we have sex. Sorry if that sounds harsh. I feel like it's important. I know I'm no supermodel and looks aren't everything and it feels so superficial to even try to complain about it, which is why I've never told anyone. But I feel stuck. He's so awesome and kind and he loves me so much. But sometimes I feel like I should have ju- we should have just stayed friends. By the way, I started to date a guy who isn't my type because my mother told me I was too picky and that being shallow will have me ending up old and alone. Oh, oh the God. wisdom. Am I being... <laughs> this, am I this being... mom, good mom. Right. If you don't settle down, you're going to be old and alone. And then she poofs away. She just like a little the wicked witch. Yeah. Am I being overly dramatic because I'm not feeling that spark? Should I let something like lack of physical attraction get in the way of what could be a very happy and comfortable life with him? Will I grow to be attracted to him over time if I really try? If I feel like I can't get over this, how do we break up without giving him a complex or scarring him for life? I can't go to anyone I know for advice about this. Please, J&J, I need to, to hear what you have to say. An ungrateful, unattracted bitch. This is so hard. Because there's some things in her email that she says that are like fine Mm -hmm. if they were on their own. Like when she says like, I've never been head over heels or head in the clouds, lovey dovey feelings for him. I actually think that's okay. Like I, I, that's one of those things where you're like, you know, when someone makes sense and, but you can get hot for them every now and again, you know what I mean? Like, I think it depends on, I think all of this is like dependent on, on what she is like normally. Like, is she the kind of person that gets lovey-dovey and is, like, super excited about people generally and he's not Mm. doing that for her? Or is she the kind of person that doesn't feel that way generally about, like, anyone? Yeah, so would you say if she had a... Like, she says she doesn't fantasize about him, which I think that's okay, too. Like, I think, like, fantasies are fantasies. You, You know, you could be riding... 
a dragon getting off right. in your wet dreams, you know? So like, but I'm saying, it, it, my question to you is, are you saying that is if she was fantasizing about it like a past boyfriend, mm-hmm. but maybe there's no past boyfriend that she's ever had that feeling for. Is that what you're right. saying? Well, I think, yeah, it's like, it's about that. It's about, I don't know her or what she's like or what her priorities are. So mm. it's like, I think they're, they're obviously, you've seen couples. I mean, there are couples who are like physically obsessed with each other. They're like very sexual. They're what they're whatever. And maybe they're less, maybe they're, their personalities are less of a match in other ways, right? I think sure. it depends on like how much she values like being physically and sexually attracted to someone that she's with and also knowing that long term that'll probably even decrease from the level that it's at now. Because like yeah. the longer you're with someone and no, no matter how hot they are, eventually you kind of like get used to the way they look and like I think fantas- fantasizing about other people is like fine it's just it's like not you're not acting or doing anything based on it and like i think it's sort of like natural that you're just thinking about something new or different that's why people like watch porn it's just because it's like different from their every day but i also think it depends on like her like how what is what is her list of her top priorities in a relationship if one if number two is like hot sex life and like lust then yeah this probably not going to work for her long time if that's like an afterthought for her then like i think it could potentially work yeah i that's why it's so tough because it's like Mm -hmm. i'm not going to tell this person i think we're both kind of dancing around we can't tell this person to like end it with this ugly freak you know like we can't do that um and we also can't say keep on going you know like i can't really do that um you know, what about the way that affects the other person? Well, I'm saying it, like, dep- it also depends on the other person. But how much does that other person value being sexually, their partner, like, loving the way they look? Or do that? Do they care more that that person respects their intelligence or their ambition? Like, I think everyone kind of has different levels of, like, what they what they value about themselves and what, like I would imagine for you, someone who didn't think you were funny, it would be like a huge issue for you. Right. But yes. someone, but someone who I didn't can't think even you imagine like, that person exists on this earth. <laughs> right. For you, you'd rather someone think that you're funny than think that you were probably like the hottest man that ever lived. I would imagine yeah. in the ranking of like how you want to be viewed by your partner. But here's the thing. I would want that person me being funny to be what turns them on. Like I, I would want right. someone to be turned on by me, how they get there. If they're like, Oh man, I love how chubby you are. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like I'd be like, that's good. I, at least you're into it. You know, like I, right. But I'm saying like in the grand scheme of things, we're not every single thing about a person. Isn't like a turn on to you about the person you're dating. Like some things are going to be more of a turn on to them than others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I, 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 but, but she's saying, she's not even saying that. She's saying, I get turned on and then we fuck to turn me off. Like, it's very mechanical in this mm-hmm. email, you know? Like, well, she seems like, again, like the reason I'm thinking maybe it's not a good match for her is because she's saying, like, this is something I think about a lot and he's not really playing. A, she's not like, I'm not really that sexual of a person, but, and like, I'm not super turned on or attracted to him 
but like sex is very low priority for me so it doesn't really matter she's saying like i'm fantasizing and thinking about sex a lot and i'm it sounds like she's describing herself as a relatively sexual person so which is why i think it might be a bigger issue than it might be for someone else Totally agree with you. There's a very, uh, the answer is sometimes in the email. And this is one of those cases for me. And it's along the line, it's along the lines of what you're saying. And it's her parentheses. She, it's like, I guess a side note to her, but this was the whole story to me. BTW, I started, she wrote in parentheses, BTW, I started to date a guy who isn't my type because my mother told me I was too picky and that being shallow will have me ending up old and alone. And, connect that sentence with my biological clock is ticking more like screaming when she's closer to 30 than 20, which uh, Jordana, I'm not a OBGYN, but we both believe that isn't to be true, right? Yes. She's under 30. She's under 30. And she's saying my biological clock is screaming. Right. And then she writes my mom, the person who is most likely to fuck you up, your parents, and I'm not saying that about her mom, I'm saying that about all generally, our moms, yes. generally, is that my mom said I'm too picky and being shallow will have me end up old and alone. So this is part of her like whole, her She's whole like viewpoint. Saying, like I feel like I'm settling because my yes. mom told me that like I will not find anyone better. Exactly. And now we're seeing there's resent. You know, yeah. resent for her mom. She's having, she, and she's pu- she's placing her resent. F- she's not. It doesn't sound like she's resentful of her partner as much as she's resentful of her mom and of this ticking clock that her mom has convinced her exists. Right, and I mean, I think it's like you're doing him a disservice by staying with someone that you're not attracted to while you think you're settling. Like, yes. the per- I would imagine most people would rather be broken up with. So they can find someone who is attracted to them or who values what they're giving, even yes. if they're not, in a, in a way that's greater than yours. Because the fact that she's even really writing this email shows that, like, she does want to be more physically and sexually attracted to the person she's with. Yeah. It, I, I don't think it's like she's wrong for wanting that. I think that there are some people who don't and they're not they're wrong for, for valuing that less. But it seems like everything in this email is pointing to that's a higher value of mine than maybe I thought. And I'm looking for someone who can fill that spot better than this person. And she's doing that well. And we all are this way. I'm not saying that she is specifically like everyone's, everyone's selfish in a relationship, but this is a little bit, this is a selfish kind of move. She's holding on to him. So I don't get old and barren. While, 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 while not fucking and not really being attracted to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's in all the while he's sitting there and we don't know how he feels. Maybe he doesn't notice it at all. I would assume he does a little bit like, yeah, we when we fuck, she she stares at the wall, you know, like, right. I, like <laughs> and I'm joke I'm joking. I, I'm saying these things about a very serious thing kind of jokingly. But yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be in this relationship. I agree. I don't think it's good for either person. And again, not that either, like, she's not wrong. I don't think it's shallow of her to, it's like, again, she's not saying he's a bad, he's like an ugly, she's like, he is not doing it for me sexually. Whatever reason that is, it's not pheromones, whatever. It's not working for her. Yeah. And here's what we do to ourselves. And she's being hard on herself. The, the, there's a pie chart for all relationships 
And she's basically saying that the sex on the... If you put sex on the pie chart, then you are being frivolous. And I would disagree with that. Sex isn't the whole pie chart, but it's a slice. And that slice is different sizes for everyone. But to say that the slice doesn't exist at all and... For in even the act of including that slice makes you a ungrateful as she signs off is not fair to yourself. I agree, and the same you could know? be said of any other trait that you totally. value. Yeah, I I think it's like one of those things where it's like it it's like who are we to complain when someone loves us? You know, you right. know that like, attitude. Someone could love you and like verbally abuse you like, totally yeah i i, I yeah. i'm with you 100 yeah. percent. like it's but i think we do that to ourselves like like who am i like anyone who ends a relationship does has right. that moment where they're like who am i to fuck it and she even writes she's like i'm not the best looking no 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 the, as we've talked about on this podcast before there's somewhat this is about taste you you know it's about being what, a compa- compatibility yeah what right. gets you off is not gonna get the friend off you know it's all subjective so you're somewhat, you know, you're going to find, you're looking for a foot right now. You don't masturbate to feet, you know, like the, the like, right. You know, like in that, in that, in that gross analogy that we've made many times, but yeah, but it's hard. This is so hard. I agree. It's a very tough thing to, I mean, it's, it's honestly, I think it's hard, but it's, I think it's just as hard as breaking up with someone for anything that someone else might not care about. Yeah. True. Do you know what I mean? When it's something like we say this all the time, it's like when someone's, if someone's cheating on you or if someone's like screaming at you constantly or someone's like very obviously like very bad for you, it's almost it's easier to break up with them than if someone's yeah. like pretty good, pretty good person, just like missing something that you're looking for. That's a harder. Yeah, <laughs> it's brutal, I mean, you know. And I think I think there's people like nodding along with us. Like, I, I don't know. Like, and I do think a lot of times women get down this road more than men because they're like, I'll go on the next date. Oh, no, give him another chance. And it's like, now you've given a nice guy chances for a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And, and only, I mean, only, maybe you should, I mean, in some cases, maybe you should give them another chance. Only you can know what you individually value in a relationship. And only you can make the assessment of someone who's a good match for you. It's not like, there's, there's catches on paper, obviously, but there's also, like, beyond that, like not everything is going to work the same for every person. Absolutely. We should make a like a a a t-shirt. Only you can prevent forest fires. Yes. Except- <laughs> Only you can prevent um, getting into long-term relationships that don't satisfy you sexually or um otherwise. Okay, we write to edit a little long, but we'll get another we t-shirt. <laughs> There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. 
hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Let's do some awkward sex. Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Dearest J&J. I cannot picture my life without you both. These are getting a little too much. I'm, I'm, I, we appreciate it. We appreciate them. You'll still get chosen if your store, if your, if your submission is good, even if you're not throwing lavish praise at us. Although yeah. you know, a I healthy mean, amount is always appreciated. Shout out to everyone behind the scenes. This person's talking to Sean, Jorge, Maddie, Nicole, etc. My God, where's where's my parents? Shout out. Okay, so. <laughs> You're going to get that now on the next email. <laughs> Shout out to Kim and Jerry. Uh, okay. So. Oh, I, uh, we, we're interviewing Giannina after this, and I forgot to ask her about Nick Lachey. What do you mean? Oh. Ugh. The, mo- the most replaceable we were, we host it. in the history of yes. hosts. <laughs> that yeah. was my one thing I, was, I wanted to ask about what that was like <laughs> in person because it was so awkward on TV, and I missed it. We already recorded it. It's going to be at the end of the episode. It was great. Uh, great end of the episode, so stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. For everyone listening, we we walked away being totally uh, loving Giannina. We were yeah, she's great. Both fans, she's great. All right, so here's an awkward sexual encounter from a few years ago. I was back in my hometown around the holidays, and one of my friends from high school had messaged me asking if I was back in town too. I said yes, and he invited me out for drinks. After some serious flirting and a steamy makeout in the parking lot, we took things back to his childhood home. His mom was moving out and he came back to help her move. So we went to his into his basement where they had a guest room as to not wake his mom. 
We resumed the steamy makeout, and before things progressed, he paused and asked if I was on birth control and had recently been tested for STIs, which seemed normal until he shared why he was asking. He said, my lawyer encourages me to ask all women I'm with these questions. <laughs> okay. If there was ever a red flag. I mean, my God. Uh, after answering the questions, I mean, I would have some questions then too, wouldn't you? Right. Lawyer? What? Yeah, what okay. happened to make your law? Lo- what lawyer may yeah. happen to make him ask this question? Insist that I ask everyone this yeah. question. Right. <laughs> and who's going home for the holidays and has a lawyer on retainer? Okay. After answering the questions, we continued to fool around and eventually hook up. It was incredibly dark in the basement. And there were no sheets or blankets on this mattress, but we were too busy enjoying ourselves to really care. That is until we heard the sound of his mom coming down the stairs shouting, Matt, are you okay? What are you doing down here? <laughs> she, she flipped on the lights, caught a glimpse I just pictured, of us. I pictured your mom. I mean, I had, as I, you were reading it, yeah. Um, that's that's who I was. You know, that was my channeling. Character that that I, was yeah, the I was channeling. Yeah, she flipped on the lights, caught a glimpse of us, and then ran back up the stairs, yelling, "Oh my God! I'm so sorry!" We laughed it off and finished up. That is a funny thing to just. Fi- oh well, goodbye, mom. <laughs> freaking out. Now suck this dick. Like what? Oh my God. When I, when I couldn't find my phone before leaving, the guy turned on the lights. To my horror, the entire bare mattress was covered with blood, including a bloody handprint. I, I mean, I would consult handprint. the lawyer. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I was at the tail end of my period and thought we were in the clear, but boy, was I wrong. The mattress looked like a crime scene, and some unsuspecting movers were coming in a few short days to move this sucker. I apologized profusely and offered to contribute money for a new one. The guy assured me it was no big deal, and they would just throw the mattress out. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just had a visual of him and the movers throwing away a period mattress like i gotta get rid of it woman just bled all over it (laughs) (laughs) another one of those (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know how it goes luckily it didn't turn him off too much because he reached out again when i was visiting his city and luckily this has never happened again all my best bloody mary hold Um, on i have a question for you jordana let's hear it why did she need to mention the lawyer part that never came up again I don't know. I mean, to me, that was almost one of the most one of the more absurd parts about the whole story. Absolutely. Like, you know, listen, we've all had period sex once or twice in our lives. We've all had some blood get out. We've all put a towel down on the bed and, and you know, ruined some some nice sheets. But the lawyer thing is like, I, I need to know why he needs to ask those questions. Right. Right. To me, I mean, honestly, to me, the, the, my lawyer wants to, me to ask everyone that I'm with if they have been <laughs> tested for STIs and are on birth control, um, followed by, honestly, the end of the period would not make as much blood for this kind of a bloody mess to me. If she's saying, I thought it was done. Sure. To go from I thought it was done to it's a crime scene. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. Doesn't really uh, check check out to me wouldn't it be weird if we if this this episode became the beginning of a netflix documentary a true crime <laughs> true crime <laughs> <laughs> like like he, he just kept playing it off as women's periods but he was just a murderer right. of some That's sort what i'm saying like was <laughs> right. he performing an in-home operation like yeah uh, in the basement of his mother's house <laughs> 
Yeah, it's got to. This is just uh, bizarre. It's very weird. Um, I think him, someone even asking me, saying their lawyer wanted to know if I was on birth control or had been tested for STIs would be a deal breaker in itself. That's a deal. Especially breaker. without knowing the rest of the story behind that. Yeah, I'm with you, I think. I, I, it's just a little... Like, I would hear that and go, I gotta go. Yeah, I mean, is it Prince William? He's got a lot at stake. <laughs> like, I get... <laughs> yeah, are they, is he loaded? What's They're at the, the Queen's house? Um, I don't know. That's, that part's very weird to me. The, the blood, fine. It's whatever. The, the lawyer thing, please, please send in an additional follow-up email yeah. elaborating on that. Do you have a name for this? Um, I, I wrote down a what name. Do I had a name, and now I'm like misplacing. Has, it has your mom ever? Have you ever been at your at your house and your mom's like uh, walked in on me? Yeah, she walks in on everything. Like there, there. <laughs> she's just she, walking a lot. She's just walking in out. No, I mean, yeah, everything has happened. Walked in. I. It's just. That now I'm as vague as the lawyer guy. She's why I just had, had my mom walk in on like she just doesn't care, you know. She's just walking in and doesn't even realize like what's going on. It's just... right. I feel like if this was a true crime documentary, this girl, having originally pr- praised the entire production team around this podcast, could probably <laughs> do some investigation on her own. Yeah, I, 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 I got. I called this the Matt. Tris, because his name is Matt. She said that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Matt, wow, are you okay? Great. The Matt, Tris. Mamma Mia, here I go again. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Maddie had some good ones. Yes. She has the serial killer. That's probably the most accurate. Bloody yeah. hell. Flashback fuck. Parental supervision advised. I like those. And note to the audience, if anyone ever says their lawyer wants to know about your fertility cycles or um, STI checks, ask, ask more questions. <laughs> yeah, time to go. Let's do another email. Okay. Can you recover from letting your crazy show too soon? All right, I'm going to read it. Hi, J&J. I have to give you all the kudos because this podcast is the only reason I started seriously dating for the first time after turning 30 last year. I know, I know. A little late to the game. Thanks for giving me the confidence and perspective I needed to finally get out there. Let me get into the story. I made a pretty big dating whoopsie after four great dates with a solid guy, and I can't get it off my mind. So I'm hoping you two can help me out with what to do next. I'd say I have a pretty anxious attachment style. I'm an overthinker, and if I don't hear from a guy for a couple of days, I start to spiral and assume the absolute worst. This is exactly what happened after I went on a few really amazing dates with someone I met through a mutual friend. He was pursuing me pretty consistently, and I heard from him daily for about three weeks through texting and sometimes even FaceTiming. We went to a hot yoga class on Wednesday, then went to a baseball game the following night on Thursday. On Friday, I didn't hear from him all day. Felt super weird about it and started overthinking and assuming the worst. He's not interested in me anymore, etc., etc. That night, I went out with some friends and had way too much to drink. On my way home around midnight, I FaceTimed him and he answered. I started going in on him, saying super aggressive and mean things like, It's super weird I haven't heard from you all day. I'm going to delete your number. I don't think we're on the same page. It was honestly so aggressive and embarrassing, I'm going to spare you the rest of the details. 
We talked on the phone the next day to clear the air. I apologize for being aggressive, mean, out of line, and immature. He accepted the apology, and I think the conversation went well, but I could tell he, abs- he was absolutely freaked out by the situation. I haven't heard from him since, and it's been about a week since we had that convo. I totally understand why he wouldn't want to reach out or see me again, but I can't help but kick myself for self- self-sabotaging something that could have potentially been really great. My questions are, should I reach out and apologize again in hopes that he'll give me another chance? What else can I even say at this point to make up for absolutely berating him on FaceTime after four dates? I'm looking for any and all help on how to handle this mortifying situation. I swear I'm not crazy, but I totally get why he thinks I am. Eek. Thanks for your guidance in a time of need. What do you think? So I, I, there's some like, not to keep saying the, the answers in the emails. And also like we're two people talking out of our ass about dating. We're giving perspective. Like to me... The emailer um, has to deal with their own stuff. Totally. Like, like I, I if they're not, see- we're not professionals. If they're not seeking professional, they, there is some because they wrote something that like, um, it was honestly so aggressive and embarrassing about their own phone call. It's super weird. I haven't heard. From- so she writes about her phone call that the FaceTime she does, and then she says it was honestly so aggressive and embarrassing. I'm going to spare you the rest of the details. You're not sparing us shit. I, I don't care what happened. I want You're, the details. I, yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, like, you're sparing yeah. yourself. You're avoiding dealing with the things you said to someone. And then when you get to the end of it and you're, like, asking, you know, should I reach out? You're, you're saying, if I fix this, then – but there's a bigger problem than – this yeah. guy coming back to you isn't going to fix your problem. Right. I mean, I could see why she'd be like upset or just especially if she's anxious about it. Why? Like she's like, oh, I ruined this thing by showing someone that I'm crazy. Well, but I'm saying she didn't ruin anything like these things happen. Like and I'm I'm I'm, she's not a crazy person. Everyone gets emotional. Everyone has has this in them. Yeah. I've talked about this before where early in my relationship, I would get drunk and then like then let out. Maybe it's more on you up with benefits that I've discussed it, but. I would get drunk and then let out all the things that were like bothering me or annoying me about the person that might not have even been that big of a deal. But in my head, because I never communicated them and I didn't communicate them effectively, they would just kind of like pile up in my mind and I'd grow Mm. all this resentment and then I'd get drunk and like, and then it would come out obviously not like the most eloquently or most maturely or most anything. And then like, so I get, what she's doing, what I would do is talk to a therapist about how to communicate effectively your needs. Because part of, I understand in her head, she's like, okay, he hasn't answered me in a while. I'm getting like, I'm getting really anxious about it. She's yeah. working herself up about it. And she's like, and then she's probably drinking to, so that like she can like relax, but it actually is making her like more wound up. And then she's overthinking yeah. this thing. And then she's in her drunk state. Like I'm going to tell him off now. So she FaceTimes yeah. him and does that. And that's like, honestly, that's something I get that she's like, that's not who I usually am. But what it really shows is that she just doesn't know how to, or she doesn't want to communicate that she was frustrated with him for not answering her, for not texting her, because she thought, she thought that would probably make her look crazy. So then she wound up looking crazier by doing it when she was drunk. When if, if she had just said after four days, hey, like I haven't heard from you in a bit while she was sober... She None like, of this could, would have got, yeah, gotten this but, way. 
But I get that she's a, she was afraid to do that because she's like, I don't want to, because she thinks that seems crazy. When it yeah. doesn't, it really only seems crazy when you're drunk and yelling at someone. Yeah, the, I, I, I totally agree. And I guess the lesson is like, the first time you think something, text it. The first time you feel something, say it. Because right. you, you stuff it in, it's going to come out in a way that you really have no control over. It's like, you know, right. if, if you're saying, I wonder what so-and-so's doing. Text so-and-so. If that scares a guy or a girl away, then they were never going to date you to begin with. It was never going to happen. You know, totally. and, and I think that's like the lesson in this, but also like the, in kind of the part that is left out. I think the reason of bringing up professional counseling is because that's really the work to be done. Like if they come back, that doesn't fix you, you know, like, and so like, should I reach out and apologize again? I would. Why not? It's on your mind. Yeah. There's something you, know, you can lose by doing that. Right. And, and she says in hopes that he'll give me another chance. You, I don't think you should put yourself in a position to be given another chance. You're a good person. You're a great catch in one way or another. All, and people make mistakes. If he is opting out, then that's fine. You're going to be fine. So, but right. you, you know, but to say like, you know, you're not here to beg someone who's just a guy, you know, just a dude. And it's like, you're going to find someone great. And then it says, what else can I even say to this point to make up for? Ab you have nothing to make up for. We all right. have bad moments. There's nothing you can make up for, but what you could say is, Hey, sometimes I, I get really anxious when I'm dating. And so I didn't hear from you. And then I, I should have just texted you and asked and like asked what was up. But instead I kind of just let it spin in my head and it came out in this way that I'm not really proud of. So like, and, yeah. um, that's some, and you can say, and that's something that I'm working on, uh, of trying to effectively communicate better so it comes out in obvious in a more mature way than it's come out before and that's all you can say because that's true mm -hmm. and everyone has their own flaws and again if he's turned off by that he's not the right match for you i think a lot of people would be like understanding of that though yeah i and and it's the idea that you've lost this great hair uh, oh you know if this didn't happen you guys would be married and taking a you know a horse and buggy off you know on your castle wedding like that one you know, uh, not probably not you know I, I right. think that's like uh, you got to be less hard on yourself. Agreed. Listen, we've answered all the emails. Are you ready to play some games with Giannina Jabelli? I'm ready. It's going to be awesome. Let's it's do it. It's a great ending to an episode. Make sure you keep listening and uh, enjoy the games. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop 
shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love, for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, welcome back. We are here with a very special guest. You know her from Love is Blind, as well as the new Love is Blind reunion show. Giannina Jabelli, thank you for coming on. How are you? Thank you so much. It's been great. A lot has happened since after the altar, but happy to talk to you guys today. Do you guys like it? Yeah, I I thought it was like really interesting to see like, I mean, first of all, the original show, Jared and I spent an entire probably like hour and a half episode just breaking down every single thing we thought about. I think it was like one of our most popular shows of um, 2020. Wow, fun. So we are huge fans of the show. Mm -hmm. And then I thought it was very interesting to see what happens like afterwards um, in this experience on the after show. Um, because usually with these shows, it's like it's over and then you kind of like are left to piece together what you see on Instagram or like try to figure out who's still together or who's not. So what was it like for you to be like filming that where you or like actually to backtrack? What was it like after the show? Because this show was hugely popular. What was it like for you to just like be back in the real world? Well, also, it was like you went it came out during pandemic. Like, yeah, quarantine. So it's like you're in. You're you're kind of in a weird world together, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So my experience um, in general was just very, very hard. So I was found on Instagram and then got put into the pods, did the whole show and had a secret boyfriend for a year and a half. No one could know that we were together. Um, and so that was interesting. Right. And then the show comes out. And suddenly everybody knows that I'm in this relationship now. And finally it's out there. Like I'm out of limbo and boom, the whole world just finds out about us and then gets shut down. Like we were doing our press tour, like in California and New York when everything started shutting down. So it's like, 
we're back into a pod situation weirdly enough like the whole world is shut down and then more people are watching it but then i can't really say anything too because there's a lot of like civil unrest happening and it was just like a very sensitive time so basically everything happened and i'm just like am i in the truman show right now like is this like am i the social experiment like what's going on here so it was it was a lot to take in um but overall like really right now after the altar experience I feel very relieved like it's been three years of my life since we started that I've had to keep some part of me kind of you know secret or under wraps and then now I'm not so it feels I'm in a really good place do you feel like there will be a part three or is it like that's the wrap on I I heard they were doing a love is blind season two yeah so they're doing season two and three I mean they're pretty they already got picked up by Netflix um and who knows maybe they'll do more right i feel like there's nothing like the original cast members of an original show though because it's like when you go into it i feel like when you did it and correct me if i'm wrong but i would imagine it's like when you're going into a show that doesn't exist before you know there's like a chance that no one watches it and it's a total flop and like there's no expectation of like fame around it Whereas if you go into like, let's say you go into The Bachelor now, no one's going on to The Bachelor and they're like, well, I don't know if anyone's going to see this. So like, right. do you know what well, I mean? I felt that no one was going to watch it. So again, they found me on Instagram. I was like, they're not even going to pick me anyway. And it was like all out of curiosity. Um, and again, like no one's going to watch this anyway. So whatever, like I'm just going to say what I feel and um yeah and then it slowly crept up on me i was like oh wait everyone's gonna watch this this is gonna be i mean it was it was very surreal because we all learned everything at the same time like even the um the sound audio like how how many people were gonna get engaged like everything was we all learned it together um and slowly we all realized like oh my god like this is real. Like there's a lot of energy in this room. Like this could be a big thing. Um, so it was, it was a mix of both. Like, oh, no one could watch this, but people should, because this is wild. Like how are we falling in love through walls right now? It was very much um, surreal for sure. So was there any aspect of it that like, I mean, and you can tell us, we, we won't tell anyone besides the listeners of the show that is like scripted or did you feel like what was it all just like really what was exactly happening? And that includes the like after the altar show. Yeah. So none of it was scripted ever. None of it has ever been scripted. So all that shit that came out of my mouth, that was all me. <laughs> so, so give us, a, I, I, I haven't, I watched the season. I watched the whole season. I haven't watched after the, the reunion show, but I, I, I kind of want to hear about you and Damien, give us like the the timeline, okay? okay. How does it how does it go? You, you the show from show ending to where we are right now. How does everything work with you two? So from after the altar to now, we again we always have this complex of like, oh, how much is the camera like affecting, and how much is the pressure affecting us versus like how much is like us so after the wedding for example we were like okay you know what let's give our relationship a shot without no one like listening and so that was what happened with the first so you're married you're you're married no so we didn't get married we Remember? just we yeah we broke up at the wedding and then i wanted to talk to him i was like okay, what happened what's going on like and your mom talked, was really oh. upset yeah, my mom was really upset i'm like but like i i went through so much with this person like 
do I just end it now because someone says like, can't see him again? Like, no, I can do whatever I want. So we kept dating. And then we were always, you know, um, trying to figure things out. We weren't very compatible, as you could tell. Uh, and then how, after did the culture, how did dating how did dating work after you guys break up at the wedding, but then you get back together to date? Right. Like, how does that work? How does that go? Yeah. So I'm I guess it just depends on like your personality. So I'm very go with the flow, like, OK, like don't dwell on the past. Like, let's move forward. Well, whatever. But there are habits that you instinctively pick up from those courting days that like kind of seep in, you know, whether I, I never held it against him i was never like well you told me no at the wedding like i never would throw anything like that if we ever got into a fight but i guess just like a style of communication things like that those things like never really changed so in that sense we actually forgot that we met on a reality tv show like i would forget that that's how we started um and then that's why when like after the ultra comes out and I'm flooded with all these DMs with like everyone giving me advice about my relationship. I'm like, oh, wow, like you guys know that we're dating. It, it's very surreal. Um, I keep using that word, but it's the only really, really way I can explain it. And then now after after the altar, again, after the party, talked it out. And then it was a very drawn out breakup. Um, but ultimately, we just broke up and just decided to speak more to not hold on we we went from your dating right after you don't get married uh -huh. how long were you dating for we dated from 2018 november to november like december like 2020 december 2020 so in the yeah. midst of a pandemic yeah, you guys are like this is done yeah this is done and when do you tape the reunion show november 2020 november 2020 so towards the end of your relationship. So that was like the end of the relationship. Yeah, yeah. We were like on and off, like since like October. And then like the end was like December. And how are you feeling now? Like eight months out from this eight, nine months out from this breakup? I feel amazing. I mean, I really look back. Yeah, I really look back at it and it, it has been a journey. Um, but I watched after the altar and I was like, who was that? Like, she was so sad. Like she, I, I looked so sad. Um, and so I feel like I have done the work and like, I'm completely on the other side, which is like all in good timing. Cause I don't know how I would feel if this came out a little earlier. I mean, it'd be great. I was fine. Honestly, this whole year. I mean, <laughs> was, there's the one famous scene of you like in the bathroom or the kitchen while he's in the other room and uh -huh. you're talking about, the sexual relationship you guys are having and mm -hmm. how it's not the, and it, you know, from a viewer standpoint, Jordana, yeah. I don't know if you agree with me. It felt like there was like, you were trying to like goad him a little bit into an argument or a fight. Is that kind of how the relationship worked where it was like, kind of like, th that's kind of how you guys argued. Do you, do you look back on that and think maybe the communication would be different now or no? Well, in that moment in the kitchen, I was just being honest. Like, I wasn't really trying to start a fight, too. I mean, we were, but it was because I guess in, I was just so frustrated. But I was just being in what world? Honest. In what <laughs> world? In what world does that not start a fight? Hey, you're not the best sex I've yeah. ever had. Yeah, but I mean, that way. 
Right. But then that to me is just like, okay, like, are we going to figure this out? Are we just not meant to be like, I was about to marry this person. Like I needed a yes or a no. I was down to go down like the hardest conversations to know. And so if that ended up in a fight, like, great, that ended up in a fight. But like at the end, and then we would figure it out. Like, are we meant to be or are we not meant to be? Are we going to fix it or are we not? And um, and then so you would have that on, conversation. You would have that conversation with the next boyfriend that you got into the same way you had it then. If I was going to marry like him, if the, in well, six well if the, days, probably. But I, I'm not going to have. You know what I mean? Right. I well, what you're saying is like because you were like it wasn't yeah. like you could like you had a He's few months to casually like figure out how to bring this up in like a norm. Like she was kind of like. Oh, I'm getting married in six days, or I have to decide who I'm getting married in six days. This person, so like, I don't really have time to like finesse this conversation to make it more. Uh, no finesse. <laughs> I mean, if someone that loved me and was going to get married to me was like, "Hey, we got to have better sex," that would be a better way than, "Hey, so I'm thinking of another person that was better than you." <laughs> That's how well, I'm going to have this conversation. That well, seems like okay, a very that seems like an passive aggressive way to go about it. No. Yes, and I look back at it and I'm like, okay, well, there are obviously ways that I could have handled that better, and I fully acknowledge that. Um, and now, I mean, I I learned to be more sensitive towards other people's personalities. Like, not everyone can just handle it like that. So that's something that Damien taught me. I've always had like a you know, a bit of like a daft side to that. So yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't like it if someone told me that. Um, but as, in the situation that I was in, I was getting married. I needed to know whether it was going to work or not. And so I was yeah. just, because I already had in my head, because, you know, girls love it when you read their minds, right? Because everyone can read minds, right? In my head, I thought I had already been telling him you right. understand? So I thought I was already, yeah, I thought I was already like telling him in my own way. You were like hinting and you were like, you were, okay. I was like, I'm, yeah, maybe, she, maybe she's already. doing something to say I'm not like sexually happy or that Listen. she thought it was like a hint or a nod and he wasn't getting, so then she was, I guess on camera, I'm sure like the most interesting part is you saying like, I right. bet better, but exactly. <laughs> so there's you know, there a lot this, of that, but I get it. If you're going to have the conversation ultimately, like, yeah, maybe have some more like tact. Well, this is this is a this isn't meant to come down on you because I'm I, I, it goes both ways it's a two way street I'm just you're the here the, the person here that we can talk to so yeah um I I do you know it, it is interesting though because this is a dating and relationship podcast so like the mm-hmm. the idea of like looking back on a relationship how I communicated how I could have better communicated how you know maybe you know when you say like some people can't take it that's not a lot of like um you know <laughs> responsibility taken on your end. Like that's, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I fully, I fully am aware of all of the things. Like I understand that I can be more detailed in these sense and more thoughtful and here and that. Like I used to like to like leave little notes and things like that, but I'm not that type of person. Like I understand that, um, you know, you, you grow and I happen to learn and grow in front of like an international audience. So it's interesting because last season everyone was like oh you're such a child you're such this blah blah and i'm like well i've never heard that in my entire life i always i would always be told like you're an old soul and um maybe because i had like trauma when i was 12. but at the end of the day like i was never told that i was immature and then i'm getting flooded with all this like you're immature you're this you're that 
So, it, you know, it took me to to look back and be like, okay, well, what what brought out the worst in me? Like, what are the things that I need to learn? Because the universe doesn't show you things for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that was a real, you know, good wake up call that I have to put it in, you know, all senses of my life. And then after the altar happened and I, I felt that I, you know, I, I reacted differently than I would have if this, if this would have happened like a year before. Um, so there was a lot of like personal growth that happened, but, uh, I mean, I don't think that anyone in relationships just hit you so differently in the heart. Like, like they can either bring out the best in you or they can bring out the worst in you, but you know, I hear right. that. I mean, like do you looking yeah. back, do you just feel like he kind of like just wasn't really a match for you because he didn't bring out the best in you? Or like, it did seem like, right. And I've had that too, where it's like you date certain people and you feel like you're acting crazier than you would normally like it's yeah. not like making you the best version of yourself but it's not just about them it's just about like the way that the, you two interact with each it's not like he's bad or you're bad it's just more like the in, the things that they're doing are like triggering yeah less we just mature triggered- things in you let's say. yeah we just triggered each other completely and so and it was just like the cycle completely is it, so is is there an element where you're trying to kind of like show everybody that you can make it because you meet on this show and then everyone sees it and then you're like, you know, you, you, you know, at the all at the altar, it doesn't work out. And then you're like, OK, let's just date because we got something here. Is there is there some of that? Because I think a lot of people at home could relate to that where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, the relationship isn't going well, but we have seven Instagram pictures out together and we just went to a wedding together and huh. we're public. I mean, like everyone is public in a certain way. You on steroids, you and you and Damien are on a different version of that. But everyone can feel that of like well, the toothpaste is out of the tube already with our whole friends and family. Was there an element of that where you're like, we, we let's, we have to try and make this work or it's embarrassing if it doesn't. Right. Um, you know, maybe like subconsciously I was already embarrassed. Like I, but then I'm also the type of person that loves to, um, like learn and like go the hard way and like go against the grain and things like that. So and he seemed like he was down to learn with me. And I was like, oh, my God, like, if you are willing to, you know, go this untraditional route, like, I'm down for that. Like, maybe this could work. It was so like this. It was a, the t- definition of it's so crazy. It might work. Um, and we tried. And and after the, the show, a lot of things happened where we were the only people that really understood. And so it didn't really become like, oh, we have to make it work now because we had a wedding. It was after we dated, after we dated for like a year, you know, you feel more of that because um, you do have the the birthdays and the pictures and the, even though no one saw them, like you went to, you know, vacations together. And so you, we created more of that bond because the mm. more that you're with you. So it just became harder and harder and harder. Right. It's just a normal type of progression that you're just like, ah, and then you have the show. But then the show, when it came out, it honestly didn't really make things any better. If anything, it was just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we, did it, there's I mean, no, I, there's, it's not worth the state for the show. Like, there's we, no, there's no, when you talk that. about like going, when you talk about going through it together, like I can imagine like it would be more like if you went through it together, that means you were like not, it's like you were dating with this newfound fame. So it's like kind of comforting to know that this person has like the same exact experience, the same like fame level essentially as you. Whereas like if you go out right if you go out now and you're dating, I'm sure there's like people who either everyone you're meeting either has seen the show 
or like know someone who has seen there's like the baggage of the show that comes out with you which makes i'm sure dating a little different than it was before the show right but then now that i'm dating i'm just like "Mm, that was just a bunch of like fear talking you know because there Mm -hmm. are people that or there are times that you're going to feel like, oh, this person knows me more than I know them. Or mm-hmm. they could, you know, they already know some of my deepest circus fears. Like, what what, what, what else can I say? But at the end of the day, it's like, no one really knows you. And um, a lot of people, a lot of guys, unless they watched it with their girlfriend, like, didn't watch the show. So <laughs> I really don't have a lot to worry about. So he, that sucks for Damien, I guess. Uh, <laughs> all the girls have watched the show <laughs> so 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 you're dating now what how is that going like what what do you, how are you meeting people and do you you must have the thing where like what you just said is is interesting like someone either knows you or mm-hmm. they don't know you right like so, how are you meeting people how am i meeting people um it's really just been super organic i go out with my friends in wherever city i'm in and then you're like you stand behind that door and i'll stand behind this door and let's talk through the door <laughs> because this is this is how i feel I comfortable actually, this is how i meet people eyes. so i close my eyes i'll talk to you thank you um no but it's been it's been really um interesting because before i i've been in a relationship most of my adult life and so then i was 19 to 23 in a relationship and then I was single for like a year and then I dated Damien for two years. So I haven't like been in the new age of like apps and dating and things like that too much to know like what is what's what's appropriate and like what's cool and what's not. So I still like to just meet people like in the flesh, in person. If you slide into my DMs, that's cute. Like if you're cute, like if you know, have- <laughs> it's cute if but you're like, cute. It's creepy if you're not. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then it's also so just like, be cute. Oh, yeah. So just be cute. But then what is cute? So it's, I'm still getting used to it. Um, I do want to meet someone just like, I mean, I went to Europe and no one knew who I was over there. And that was just great. Um, so are you that- glad, are you glad you didn't get married? <laughs> oh yeah. everyone who got married that day was like it was like a legally binding thing legally binding (laughs) legally real marriage like finances homes mortgages all that stuff so i'm just like all right (laughs) you know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans the one you can fancy up fancy down and just look better every time you wear them Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. 
That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Well, we're, we're excited to have you here, Giannini. Um, let's play some games. You ready, Jordana? Yes. So we're going to play some Red Flag or Deal Breaker. Um, seems like you already know the rules. So we're going to walk you through um, our options here. Okay. Red Flag or Deal Breaker. He never makes plans. I just matched with a guy on Bumble who says he never makes a plan. Screenshot attached for some context. As someone who plans everything, this is a deal breaker for me. So she's sending the, I think it's a Bumble screenshot. Mm -hmm. um, And Jared. Let's play this out. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. How how long has she been texting him? She doesn't say. (laughs) Well, we really only have one conversation from Bumble. Let's read it out, Jordana. You be her, I'll be him. Great. Hey, Josh, how's your week going? Hey, it's going well, thank you. How is yours? My week is also going well. Ha ha. Nothing very exciting has been going on, though. Smiley face. Do you have any weekend plans? No plans yet. See what happens. I never make plans. Laughing face emoji. You never make plans? Do you go on trips? Do you book them last minute? I do. Same day. No problem. Oh, my God. I am stressed. (laughs) LOL. So that's the whole conversation. Okay, okay, I understand. Not compatible. She's type A. He's obviously not. I mean, for her, it's a it's a it's a deal breaker. For me, it's just a red flag because I'm the same type of way. Okay. <laughs> okay. I agree with the writer with the girl who's writing in. It would be a deal breaker for me. I fucking love plans, uh, plans, plans, plans. Like I love a plan. Nothing hotter to me than a plan. I I think it's more annoying that this guy's setting the precedent of <laughs> no bar like yeah, like, that's true. Like, like he's like the bar is the ground and uh there's really nothing i do ever like he's, he's managing expectations though well yeah he's telling he is, me that yeah. he doesn't plan a future with anything like that. <laughs> Especially, he, you can use this every stage of the relationship dang, when do you want right. to get married i don't do that i don't I'm plan not a planner we'll yeah. see one day okay, maybe i'll wake breaker. up want to do it <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think like it, it, people do this. They get ahead. They're like, I don't do anything so that they have this, the thing to go back to. And you're like, hey, you never plan a date. Hey, look at remember our first conversation. It says I don't. That's not me. And it's like to me, it's him like saying who he is before. Like the idea that like you're on a dating app and you can't and, and you don't know that a person wants a date is him basically bowing out of anything in the future. Right. So I said, what do you want to do? You like, can't what? start off an interview with what you don't do. Like if I yeah. went into a job interview and I was like, I don't email back. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't email. It's like if you start that way, it's not this a good the, sign. This is the equivalent of someone being like, if you can't take it, get out of the kitchen. Giannina. 
<laughs> it is, it is, it is. All right, don't do that. <laughs> uh, let's do another one. Okay. Okay, ready? Um, so this one is, hi, J&J, love the pod. You guys are seriously the best dating podcast out there. Oh, thank you. Um, I can't decide if this is a red flag deal breaker or maybe neither. I've been talking to a guy I met on Hinge and we hit it off immediately. Same energy, very similar personalities and the physical connection is there. For reference, I'm 26, he's 25. We've progressed to following each other on all the socials. And now that I've done my fair share of stalking, I've noticed that he seems to always be in a relationship. Serious enough that he is posting pictures, even Facebook profile pictures with ex-girl for a period of time. One looks like about three years, then maybe a two month break then the next girl for another year or so, and so on. Is it a red flag or deal breaker that he seems to just always have a girlfriend, even if it seems to be for a significant period of time? I'm not entirely sure I'm looking for anything. I'm more so assess the situation, depending on what vibes I'm getting from the guy or guys I'm seeing at the time, but I can't get over the fact that he doesn't seem to have been single for any significant period of time in the last five to six years. In my mind, it seems unhealthy. Love to know what you guys think generally and what you think my next steps should be. Thanks. Jeanina, what do you think? Serial monogamist. Um, I think, okay, first of all, I think that's better than having a fuck boy. So if you are trying to, you know, com- you know figure it out, I think that is a good red flag to have if there's such a thing you know because if i were to look because if the so a couple questions in my head right fuck social media because with it now we know everybody's like history and we don't even give a chance for anybody to explain themselves right so now because of this thing she's going down the spiral and she can't get out of it so i think that now that you're in it don't just look at it like a bad thing, because if I were going to look for a guy, I would rather see pictures of him going on cute trips with his girlfriend than him going on like clubs and taking pictures with random girls. Like, so I don't know. I, now that you're in it, like this is this is where we got. I don't think that it's a bad thing. I just don't. I'm getting hot in here. It's heating up. Gina and Nina started talking about vacations and, and trips. And she said, it's getting hot in here. What's going on? Jared, what yeah. do you think? Um, I, it's so interesting. This is like damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's right. like, you know, like, oh, he's been in too many. Rela- it's, you know, it's a three bear situation. Yeah, he has been, been in enough in relationships. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. So it's, um, I, I, I think it's not a red flag or a deal breaker. I think it's interesting to me that this person is actually afraid that they will get duped by a guy who I think the the emailer is afraid that they're going to get too involved with someone that does this with everyone. Like he's good at getting women into relationships and then he makes decisions, which I understand the concern because that's a place for you to get emotionally kind of hurt. I think it's a green flag. I think someone oh, yeah. who's in a lot of relationships, they, um, you know, they like being in a relationship. It's clearly something they have experience with. It's like, that's something, I mean, maybe it's, I think it's almost good. It, they've been in relationships with people. They decided it wasn't working for them and then they left or were dumped and like, they've had a lot of life experience. I think it's good. Good thing. Yeah. It's, it's also okay to be aware of something as it's going. Like, like you, I don't think this should be forgotten. Like if you're six months in with this guy and it's getting really, really serious, you got to go, hey, I just want to like stop us for a second and say, 
is this you doing what you've done before or is this different than the ones before? I think that's okay to say. Totally. Or like, or like what happened? I think it's totally okay. Six months in or less than that. What happened? Why did these other relationships end? Yes. How did that go? Like what, who was like, what, what happened? And that'll tell nothing tells you more than the reason someone's last relationship ended. I think that's like a huge thing to know about someone before you start dating them. Personally. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I went on a TV show and it became <laughs> international. <laughs> international fame. I really don't yeah. have any. any and he, star- he started dating another woman from another show. And yeah. <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> no. No, no. I mean, yeah, I agree. I was just going to say, I think that um, I don't, I was going to say, I don't think it's going to take six months for this guy to tell him, tell her about his past relationships. I think that's like a third date kind of thing. Yeah. Or fourth date. Especially if he still has pictures of her, of these exes up, yeah. it means he's not like, supercharged by them which is also i think a good sign like he's not yeah. like i need to purge this person from my life completely because it ended terribly exactly. to- totally agree with both of you i think uh i and green flag i agree i think i don't think she trusts herself the person emailing as interesting right. as that agreed let's do one more a good okay. red flag is what i said a a green flag. <laughs> You were red flag or deal breaker. You were on a date and they eat a wedge salad with their hands like a taco. Okay, so the wedge salad, let's explain. The wedge salad is like the big wedge hard of iceberg. Piece. It's like a hard piece of iceberg lettuce. Yeah, iceberg huh. lettuce. And then and then it's like and then it's like cheese. It's it's right? It's it has bacon and it's like crumbled, like cheese on top, and it has like Caesar salad, and like you can kind of eat it like Right. But no, I've never seen anybody do that ever. But context, is it at a picnic or at a restaurant? Right. Are there forks <laughs> readily available? Right. Like, does he just not know that that's how you eat it? And but what would possess you to pick something up? Like, no, that's a, if we're at a restaurant, deal breaker. I don't I'm looking that. at picnic. I'm looking- picnic, it's okay. <laughs> I'm looking- context does matter. I agree with that. I've just been on dates with people that don't know anything about food and it just tells me so much about them that I don't even want to go. What if they pronounce it Ganochi? Where are you from? (laughs) Are you from like North Carolina? Yeah. Ganochi. No, I mean, I think that's kind of cute ish kind of, but like if you, if you like to eat it or if you're like, Oh, I've never had this ever in my entire life. That's But Giannina, Giannina Jabelli, you can bring home a guy who can't pronounce gnocchi. I did though. I did. I did. did? So I'm just like, what is, is that, Damien? And I'm like, but I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm looking at a wedge salad right now, and to eat it like a taco, you would have to be a monster. Like I can't. Not cultured enough for this. Not not for this, for this podcaster. Yorker. Yeah, no. no. But I mean, because I'm looking at one where it's the it's it is shaped in the taco shell shape, the the, the lettuce, right. and then the dressing and bacon's are on top of it, and the cheese. I just imagine someone taking it and squishing it together and eating it like a pizza slice. No. Yeah. No, because sometimes they cut it into that wedge, but they can do. It's too much. It's not cute. I would be worried about like taking them to like a place with my friends or, you know, you wouldn't want them to embarrass you. Yeah. What, (laughs) what, what are they going to do with a caprizi? You know, so uh, (laughs) just shovel shovel, uh, tomatoes and and mozzarella right into their mouth. Right. Oh my. 
gosh. Yeah, that sounds like a never. No, that sounds a deal breaker. <laughs> this was a pleasure, Giannina. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking with you guys. You guys are definitely my favorite. Oh, oh we're thank you very love much. Love to hear it. Giannina, where can people find you? What should they be watching? Tell us what everyone should be tuning into right now. So if you haven't already, go to Netflix, watch Love is Blind and Love is Blind after the altar so you can see everything that we've been up to since our weddings. And to see what I've been up to, please go to Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, whatever you like, at Giannina Jabelli at G-I-A-N-N-I-N-A. And also for anyone at home, like a cool kind of bonus. To, if you're a fan of this podcast and you haven't watched Love is Blind yet, what a fun thing to watch the show and then pair it with the episode that we did about the show. Then you go to the reunion show and you get the whole 360 degree thing. So everyone go watch Love is Blind. Watch the reunion show. Go follow Giannina Gibelli. This was fantastic. Thank you, guys. I hope uh, hope you never go through finding someone through a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Jared. Season two, season three. Maybe they're still casting. Yeah, you want I me know, to throw, throw you in his tribute? What throw my name in there. <laughs> well, I, you have a lovely voice. I'm sure you'll get someone to fall for it. Thank you. You could just scream at them. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't take it. Get out. Hey, how do you eat, how do you eat a wedge salad? <laughs> exactly. Love it. All right, we'll be back. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.